You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my man, Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, AK. We are here at the SCGA offices today. It's raining outside, so I'm glad we're not running a golf tournament. Nope. Not a pretty day. Good day for interviews. It's a good day for interviews. Uh, We got a couple good episodes coming up for everyone. But before we get to the newest episode, uh, I want to tell you about one of the one of the events we had since the last time we got together was our Pub Links Championship we did down there at the Charleston. Yeah. Man, what a great golf tournament! This is the second year we've done it. Yeah. It's it's you have to be eligible. You cannot be a member at a private club. Or have access to a private club on a regular basis. Okay. We got like five questions that you got to answer. If you answer yes to any of them, you're not eligible. Yeah. So we had, you know, 85 or so players come in there. We do a double T, uh, get them out from 8 to 10 in the morning. And the participants in this golf tournament are just so appreciative. I've had, we had more thank yous from these guys. Really? Just to be able to put something like this on for them. I mean, it's the second year the USGA used to do a national one. Um, we can vet it a little bit better at the local arena here, so we kind of get a better idea who's, who is and who isn't eligible. Right. Um, and the Muni, you know, Alan, they're going to do over 70,000 rounds of golf. Are they really? It's incredible, dude. I mean, it yeah. is packed. And it for them packed. to give us their golf course – for a couple hours of tea times each morning, yeah, and then actually hold the tea for a couple hours afterwards, so we can because we got to make the turn, you know? right? Right, and they got a crossing guard out there for you, right? Yep, they got well, they didn't this year, they didn't have one this year, and I will tell you, that's the most intense. If oh, anybody's yeah. been to the Muni, the 10th tee is across Maybank Highway, and it's a busy highway. This isn't like your little neighborhood <laughs> street, and and the 10th tee is within 15, probably 20, 25 feet of the road. And I started for two days on Saturday and Sunday. And that was the most intense two hours of starting each day I've ever had. You're waiting on somebody just to run into you or somebody to get hit coming right. across the street. But right. beyond that, um, it was a great weekend. And, and and we had a great champion, Chandler Mulkey from Johns Island. Mm. Shot 71-69. Nice. 140. If you recognize Chandler's name, he, he, he lost the he lost the mid-am last year at Daltall in a playoff. Okay. Yeah. He also shot a little uh, 64 the first round at Musgrove Mill. During the state am this year, gotcha. Set the tournament record over. Wow, there. he can play, man. Um, and I'm going to mess these names up, and I apologize. But tied for second was a Lucas Alacapia and Mark Stahuth, uh Finished three shots back. Good, but uh, good Charleston guys, and you know, it's just a just a good two days. No egos rolling around there. All these are a bunch of right. working guys like us. Happy to be there. Happy to be there. We fed them a, a Martin's, I think, barbecue yeah. lunch. Holy cow, dude. Unbelievable. So, a great weekend. We're looking forward to going back. The Muni's going to be kind of our home for that thing, so we're excited about that. Um, as this episode has come out, we would have just finished up this coming up weekend is the Jackie Siebel Jr. We're doing it at Cobbs Glen. That's right. Juniors. Junior Golf Association event. Um, it is in honor of Jackie Siebel, who we lost a couple years ago, South Carolina Golf Hall of Famer, mentor to me. Uh Monies and proceeds go towards a scholarship that the family put together for him. So we're excited to do that up there. Matt Harbin's the growing force behind that event and yep. doing it at Cobbs Glen. Uh, the SCGA comes in right after this comes out this that week. Uh, we're going to be at Florence Country Club for the Harry Wilson Super Senior Championship. There you go. Good luck. Uh, Harry Wilson was a longtime secretary for the South Carolina Golf Association and 
we were really excited to put his name on that golf tournament a few years ago. Yeah, that's a good tournament too. It is a good tournament. It's a good place, Florence. Everybody loves Florence, so it's a it's a good time out there. And then that weekend, we're going to be at Fripp Island for the mixed team championship, October twenty one and twenty two. Okay. The divorce. I was opened. about to say. <laughs> everybody knows of it. It's select drive alternate shots, one of the day's formats, and it's uh it's pretty impressive. Uh, that n- same weekend, the juniors are going to be up at Spartanburg Country Club for. The Chapman. The Chapman. The Chapman. Yeah. Um, we heard about the Chapman from Doug Smith in the last episode. Uh, two days at Spartanburg. They got brand new cart pass. The golf course is beautiful. And it's going to be a great two days in, in Spartanburg. And then we follow that up before the next episode comes out on November the 4th and 5th, our Fall Challenge, Junior Golf Association mm-hmm. Fall Challenge. We split that into two events. The boys play at Sherall Golf Club, Sherall State Golf Club, and then the girls are playing in Greenwood at Stony Point. Nice. So – a lot coming up here between the episode you're getting ready to listen to and the next episode. Um, but this episode you're getting ready to listen to is a, is one of my favorites. Funny guy. Been around for a long time. Yep. Um, Gus Sylvan. A lot of y'all know him from the Columbia area. He's been playing events forever. He won his amateur championship back in 71. He likes to tell you what he thinks about things. Um, but he's a great guy, great friend. We're glad to have him, and we hope you enjoy the listen. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. We are joined now by my man, Mr. Gus Sylvan. Gus, how are you? I'm doing great, Alan. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Good to have you here at the SCGA office, Mr. Sylvan. Thank you, Biff. I, I had to be reminded, it. Alan. I asked him if he'd ever been here before. He says, I was on the board at one point in time. There you go. That so, was a long time ago, but was I was. a long time. How long yeah. ago was that? Do you remember? Back in the 90s. Back in the 90s. Yeah. That's where we just moved in here. I think we moved exactly. in here like in 90, I think. Exactly. It was probably 94, probably to 97, something like that. Where were you born and raised? Columbia. Okay. Learned to play golf where? Uh, My first lesson I took it from Melvin Hemphill at Forest Lake Club. My dad was a member out there. And then when Spring Valley opened in 1961, uh, I went out there. We went out there six months before it opened, and we would pick up a caddy on Two Notch Road, and we would go out there, and the caddy would run up to the green and put it in because they didn't have no cups, any cups, and we would hit to the beer cans. Out at Spring Valley. Out at Spring Valley. That was when it first opened. Why, this was in 1960? 1960 or 1961. I believe it was 61, but there was a portion of membership at Forest Lake Club that broke off and went out and started the Coopers. Went out and Mr. Keenan, Mr. Pulliam, my dad that started Spring Valley Country Club. Nice. Yeah. I had no, So your dad was part of one of the founding members at Spring Valley? Yes. Huh. But, but what I was going to tell you is my grandfather was in the jewelry business downtown, started Sylvans in 1897. So that is family-related. Oh, of course. The Sylvan Jewelers. Yeah. Still down there on Main Street. Absolutely. 
I was when I got off of playing golf, professional golf, for four years in the mini tours. I came home, and I thought I was going to go into jewelry business. And my father basically said, "Nope." He said, "I've supported you for 26 years. I'm going to sell the business to my uncle." So he sold the business to my to my uncle in about 1982. Is it still Sylvan family? Well, it's on, no. It's owned by a company out of Greensboro, Schiffman's, which is a, a great jewelry company, a uh, great family name. I always wondered if that was the same oh, yeah. family name. Absolutely. Yeah. See, there you go, Alan. We, we can stop now and learn something. Well, the. The reason my dad did it, and he did me a favor, is because he knew that I was going to play golf and that the retail business, you don't play much golf in the retail business. All, All right. you do is work. Yeah. So he really did me a, did me a favor. Cause All right. He, Let, let's, go, let's go back a minute. A few years. So mm -hmm. you, you grew up, you played. Where did you go to high school? Well, that's a story, too. Okay. Well, that's what we got you here for stories. I went, I went to junior high at Keenan. My whole career, I wanted to go to AC Flora because it was bred into us or whatever. I'd get to AC Flora. I was bused back over to Keenan because they turned it into a high school. And then my senior year, my parents moved out to Spring Valley, and I went to Spring Valley and finished at Spring Valley High School. Okay, so you're, you graduated from Spring Valley then? Yeah, won the state championship team-wise with AC Flora my sophomore year. My junior year, I won the individual championship and then my senior year I finished second at Spring Valley but Spring Valley we won the state championship then. Some of the guys that played on those teams still around that we would know about? Uh, Chip Prezioso was was on the team at uh, Spring Valley. Oz Hillman who lives in Atlanta now. Yeah. Robbie King was at AC Florida. Oh, Howard Wills. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ought to interview him man. Chip, he, he's a trip. Chip Prezioso. Yeah. Yeah, Chip had said something about Howard on his episode. Howard was really ahead of his time because he was he worked on the mental game, visualizing stuff, you know, rather than hitting balls sometimes, and he was fantastic. Did you play much junior golf other than the high school? Oh, yeah. I mean, all these big tournaments yeah, that yeah, was around. Yeah, at the yeah. Time? Well, it was a different thing. You, it wasn't like it is now. The great job that you guys do, but. Like the highlights of the of the summer was to go to the Country Club of Charleston and play in the Al Esposito Junior. You won that one time, didn't you? Mm, Did finished, you not? No, I finished second. Oh, I think. Okay. The, but the the big one was the Florence Junior Boys Invitation. Yep. And I started that. That's the first time I met Bill Lewis. Yep. He hustled me out of twenty dollars when that. I was when I was eleven years old. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, twenty dollars—that's oh. about all my parents gave me to go over there. That's awesome. And and we became great friends after that. But Florence Country Club—I played over there the day before yesterday, getting ready for the Super Senior. And I mean, it, it's it's of course it's been updated. But the same layout, it's the same, except for those four or five holes back on the other side. You know what, where the 10th tee is? Mm -hmm. That used to be the first tee, but you went right of the trees. Yeah. I'll never forget being a, a little kid and watching Jack Lewis win a playoff to go to the U United States Junior. And he drove it down there right in front of the green, chipped it up there like that, and won the playoff. I can't remember if it was Mr. John Orr was telling me about the old routing that was there at Florence for a while, but yeah. other the, than what the, it was. The back nine was the front nine. Yep. Yep. It, now, the front nine now hadn't changed very much. Right. That's what I'm saying. But it was that was a major tournament back then. Which is now the Grant Bennett Jr. Yes. So we yeah. got it going. It's, it's still a major tournament. Yeah. Um, interesting. I, 
So, all right. So obviously there weren't as many options back then. The state junior, I guess that was you were you. Were, no, I I played in the state junior. Okay. I played in Anderson. I played yeah. Anderson Country Club. It rained every single day. Uh, played there. I always played in the state junior. Yeah. Um, you know, it it was a big tournament, but of course, the South Carolina amateur. You know, it it, it wasn't like an AJGA. Junior golf wasn't that that way then. You right. had five or six tournaments you played in, and then you played if you were old enough. I never the first state amateur I saw was on TV. On TV, it was on television. WIS TV broadcasted. Wow. Jack Lewis won it at Columbia Country Club. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. All right. So junior golf, high school, three different high schools. Yeah. And t- so you went to Georgia, right? Yes. Georgia Bulldog yeah, through I, and through. I won, yes, but but I know where my <laughs> beginnings were, okay? Okay. If it wasn't for the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Amateur, I would have never had an opportunity to go to the University of Georgia. Now, you won, and we're going to go through your resume here in a minute, but you won the Amateur in 71. Correct. Greenwood Country Club. Greenwood Country Club. Yep. Were you at Georgia yet? No. I was a junior in high school. You were a junior in high school. That had yes. to make you one of the younger champions. It was, but I think probably Jack Lewis was probably the youngest champion. Well, I know at Dad time. at the time had won well, when he was like dad, 18. Yeah, your dad actually was probably – what year did he win? 69? 68, I believe okay. it was, okay. yeah. But, um, Talk about history. Um, yeah. He, and then, and then you, know, you know who our youngest champion is now? Who? That just happened – Back in 2020, was Jonathan Grizz. Oh, really? When he won at Columbia Country Club. He was okay. 16 and some change. Um, all right, so you win the State Am. So that was part of your probably your recruiting efforts to get to Georgia, I it, imagine. It was huge. I, uh, I was recruited by South Carolina, Clemson, uh, Georgia, and Wake Forest. I went to Georgia. Now, this is in the era of where they spent all kind of money, even for golfers. I'm talking about on recruiting trips. I went to two different football games. The last game I went to was the SEC championship playing Auburn. And my parents went over with me one trip, and then I went to Wake Forest. It was a typical college weekend. They got me dates. It was in the wintertime. It was a fraternity weekend all that. Well, you know where I ended up. The football just absolutely. Yeah. You know. Brought you in. Yeah. Now, what really happened there was I went over there my sophomore year in high school and I fell in love with the place right then and then when I was fortunate enough to win the South Carolina Amateur which opened the doors for people to to talk to me and about going to school that's that's or Georgia would have never if I don't win the state amateur Georgia would have never ever recruited me who were some of your teammates there at Georgia I mean I had some great teammates I had Bill Kratzer who's, who's on the golf channel now yeah Chip Beck ah Tim Simpson um, a guy named David Knipe who was on the tour for three or four years. So, you know, you chip back, shot 59 one time. Did y'all have much success there? Yeah, we, you know, we didn't have the success. I mean, when I got there, Georgia had won the SEC 17 of the last 22 years in, in golf. Wow. Now, we didn't win it but once or twice when I was there because things started getting more and more competitive. Yeah. 
Man, that's so, impressive. So that so I, I didn't realize George had been laying the groundwork in golf for as long as well, they, they have. They've been a powerhouse. They have, well, well, my coach did a great job. He was great to me, and he made me a man. I'm gonna tell you that. But he was an ex-football coach, and that's what happened then. Is that you had a lot of ex-football coaches that would coach, but but he learned golf after that. But it's not like it's specialized like it is now. Right where you're out there hitting balls and they're monitoring you and all this stuff is what I'm saying. I, I equate it a lot less le- lower level, but when I was in high school, my golf coach was basically the van driver That's and the coordinator. Bus driver yeah. is what we called him. Yeah. Um, but when I got to Georgia, we, we had the University of Georgia golf course, and it was built by Robert Trent Jones, and it was a hard golf course. So if you didn't have your game, it was it was tough. And then I went, I, I went to – school with John Gibbs who won the state junior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was my roommate at Georgia. And then um, after I got through at Georgia, I turned pro and played on the mini tours in Florida and Arizona. Alright, well, real quick, let's let's go back to the amateur a minute because I, 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 I didn't put the time frame together. I didn't realize you'd won the amateur before you went to college. Oh yeah. So you went at Greenwood Country Club? Yes. Was it a, I saw you shot, you shot 286. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different day now, isn't right? It? Yeah. But was there a battle? I, I can't get the results. I, I have shot, to pull the I shot, uh I was like four or five going in, three or four or five back going in the last round, and I shot sixty-seven the last round. Did you really? And I played with Rob Chapman. We oh, all wow. remember Rob yeah, Chapman. Yeah. He was two or three years ahead of me, but he went to Swanee, the University of the South, and he was so good to me, coming down the stretch, you know, just kind of say relax and stuff like that. That. You know, when you get in and shoot 67, you're kind of in the zone anyway. Sure. But uh, I'll never forget, this was old Greenwood Country Club, and I hit it on in two the last hole. And I got it about 15 feet for Eagle, and I hit the worst putt I've ever hit in my <laughs> life. But luckily, I grazed the top of the ball, and it got down there where it was like this, and then I knocked it in. And... This is a name from the past. You know had, who had the lead going in? You probably don't even remember this. Joke. That was going to be the next question. Billy Rigby. I do not. He was from King Street, South Carolina. King Street. Good player. Went to Clemson. Uh, and luckily, uh, I, I ended up winning. He shot like 74 the last round. I'll be darned. Well, I was just looking at the list here because you won in 71 at the Country Club of Charleston the year before you. It was Amari Finkelstein. Yeah. I don't know that name. He was he was he was probably twenty five to thirty. I didn't play that year. Okay. At the country club of Charleston. But he was from Charleston. He was a very good player. Yeah. What what balls and clubs were you playing the year you won? Feathers. The feathery (laughs) (laughs) gutter (laughs) perch. Do you remember? I mean I know it had to be wood woods. Yes. Yeah. It was persimmon woods, as a matter of fact, is what it was. Yeah. Uh, the balls was just a balada. No, and I know I'm telling all myself, but boy, you could work that ball. Yeah. Really could work it. But I'll never forget this. I have to tell you this quick story. When I was playing the mini tours, the Dunlop man was under. This was up at Charlotte Country Club. He says, I want you to take a couple dozen of my balls. I said, oh, that's great. He said, well, what are you playing now? I said, well, I'm playing Titus. I put the Dunlops in my bag, the Max Flies, and I left my bag in my car, in my trunk overnight. The next morning, when I pulled those max slides out just to try them, you know, they were like eggs. They were oblong. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. They sure were. They the, were the absolutely heat? like eggs. The heat get to them? Yes. The yeah. heat in the trunk yeah. got to them. I mean, 
And back then, you know, really and truly this day and time, you could play any ball and get by because they're not bad at all. But I guess because the ballada was so inconsistent or whatever, it was really different. All right, while we're on the subject, we're skipping around a little bit, but we're talking equipment. And if you go into Gus's, I promise you, if you go into <laughs> Gus's vehicle right now and you open up the back hatch, there's two or three sets? Oh, uh, no. No? I, I've graduated to where I only carry one set with me. Okay. Now, you don't want to go in. I just had, uh, just had a friend of mine who's a contractor let me clean out my dining room and he sent out one of those red boxes things and it's still sitting in my driveway and that thing is full of trash that i've gotten out from just junk that i don't need and i'm trying to do it you know i hate to be morbid and stuff like that but i don't want my kids to have to go through all oh, this they stuff. don't want oh to either God, they don't you. want to do it at all all right but golf equipment you've been the biggest golf guru equipment person that i i've know. i mean alan he's a tinkerer yeah well, you know you don't know this, but Steve Lieber tells the story that when we won the Carolinas four ball, that I'm the only player that played with four different sets of irons in five rounds. <laughs> and Steve, Steve used to say, he said, well, what miracle in a box have you gotten this week? So what are you looking for? Is it, is, is it, a, is it a feel? It's just is something, something different? Do. I'm not looking for anything. Listen, I enjoy golf so much. Even at this age of 69, I wake up four or five times a week wanting to play. And wanting to, can I improve a little bit? I thoroughly enjoy it. And you know, when you hear people tell you it's a passion, I really do. You hear some guys talk about, well, I, I, I didn't want to make it on the tour, or I didn't like the life, or whatever. Let me tell you something, my man. I'd give to this day so much to have had that experience to have been out there 10 or 15 years. All right, well, let's take us back to where we broke off a minute ago. So we graduated from college. And you went and did the mini tour thing. Now, tell me, the mini tour is a little different back then. Well, it was nothing but a Calcutta. You paid $300 for every event. And, and we always said the biggest winners on the tour, on these tours, was, of course, the people that put it together. This guy's name was J.C. Goosey, former tour player, great guy. We played in Orlando, different courses every week. But we'd say the guy that win, that would win would win four or $5,000, and then Goosey made five or $6,000. <laughs> right. So there were two winners every single week. But he provided a place for us to play, Yeah, which was fantastic. But there's two you, – you were telling me earlier, there's only two places that you could kind of go, and you were That's there it. for so – You stay six months, and you play every week for about six months. In Florida. And then once you get – that was in Florida. And then you would go to Arizona and play. Now, I only did that two times, but that's a different type of country than we are back here in South Carolina sure. and Florida. And it was fantastic. And I love to tell the story. The first time I, I was on the first tee, I was playing with this veteran called Ray Areno. He's a mini tour legend. And honest to goodness, this is in the desert, man. <laughs> there is a desert storm coming across, a dust storm. And you can see it coming. And it hits right as we're on the first tee. Well, we're going to play. We don't stop. And I saw Ray take that persimmon driver and hit it about four feet off the ground. And I said, I got to learn these shots. because The stinger. Not, the stinger before it was that, the stinger. Yeah, absolutely. It was the stinger before the stinger. <laughs> Do you have much? Do you have any success out there on those? Well, I'll tell you one more story because I got a million stories. Well, that's why I, we got you here. I, I played at Greenleaf in Orlando, which is actually in Haines City, and my roommate was Tommy Ducey, 
and I shoot 75 the, uh, the first round. We go out second round. I have the round competitive. It was fantastic. I was in the zone. I shot 67. Okay. All right. So I'm in at 142, and Deucey's about four groups behind me. And he comes in, and he says, well, Goose, how'd you play? I said, man, you ain't going to believe this. I said, I shot 67, Tommy. So he says, you shot 67? (laughs) I said, yes, I shot 67. Like he didn't believe I could shoot 67. Finished second in the mini tour event. Now, it wasn't a lot of money. It was probably $1,500, but it was fun, and I enjoyed doing it. I mean, it's just when you got that competitive juice, you just still want want to get that high every time. And you've had that competitive juice as long as I've known you. Yeah, I still have it. All right, so you come back, you do your thing in Arizona and Florida for a couple of years, and you come back, and I, did you get do you get your amateur status back in oh, the yeah. day? Is that how you how yeah, it worked right now? It took me two years. My first event back was the 1980 U.S. Amateur at the Country Club at Brookline. Oh, wow. I didn't play in anything until that because the two years, you're in limbo. Yeah. You have to had to apply with the USGA, and they gave me my amateur status back. And then <clears> – <throat> Since my dad sold the jewelry business, we uh, uh, I went into the office furniture business here in Columbia with Carl Blaylock. Spent there a couple years. Then I went into the insurance business totally because I went with Allstate because I wanted to play golf. Yep. And that, that, seriously, <laughs> at that time, you either worked two, two out of the mornings or the afternoons. And the other agents took care. There were four agents to the office. The other agents took care of your business, so there wasn't any stealing going on or anything like that. But then I got the idea that I wanted to be a State Farm agent because that's all you heard about how great it was with State Farm. But it was really hard to get on a State Farm back then, so you had to go to work for an agent then. I didn't play any tournament golf for a long time till probably the early 90s. Really? No. So basically no. the 80s was just a, you no. getting yourself set up for your insurance and career. And kids and stuff like that. Sure. And then I got the opportunity to be a state farm agent here in Columbia. And then, you know, you have some people that work for you that that enable you to get out and play some golf and stuff like that. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed my amateur career. So 30-something years now with state farm with your agency? 36. 36. Yeah. Wow. And the office right down there on Forest Drive? Beltline. 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 Beltline and yeah. Divine. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Do you go in there on a regular basis? Oh, now every day. Do you really? Every day at 830, I'm there, buddy. Huh. You would just open the door, then go play golf, and then leave to go play golf? You said that. I didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> don't tell say. my manager that. I don't go play golf every day. You'll see him in the Spring Valley parking lot about 1130 <laughs> No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to this, because you... That explains some of this because I was going through your record. You got an extensive record. I, I, I'll be honest. I went through all the SCGA stuff. I think there's one Carolinas Golf Association event in there I found. Let me go through it real quick. So, in, in 71, you won the Amateur Championship. We talked about that at Greenwood. <clears throat> You've got some some partner events here. You you won the you won the four ball championship in 71 as well with with Prezioso. And 72, I believe. S- uh, was it 72 as well? I might have missed that one. I know I got, I got you at 70. You won it twice, I know that. You and Prezioso? Yes. Okay. Uh, 75 with Rick Bradley? Yes. Don't know Rick Bradley's name. He was a family friend of mine. We played golf together all the time, and uh, he graciously decided to, to take me on as his partner. Um, we're going to hear this name a couple more times, but your man Steve Lieber, you and him went back-to-back 2000 and 2001. Yes. Uh 
And then you and Lieber also won our mid-am four ball in 98 and 2001. Right. 2001 is going to be turning out a good year for you. And the partners championship that we do in the spring, you and Hathaway won in 96. Yeah. See, <laughs> Hathaway could play, Bobby, man. Bobby was a good player. Bobby could play. Yeah. Um, and then you and Lieber won another one and two. But I, I got to find out how this partnership came together because you also won it in 1999 mm-hmm. with Michael Manis. Yeah. How'd that happen? With Manus? Yeah. Well, my kids playing junior golf. I got to know Michael very, very well. And uh, <clears throat> I needed a partner. Why not ha- hire – I mean, not, <laughs> hire, not hire, but ask the, one of the best players, if not the best junior in the state. He was the best who, junior who in the state. absolutely murdered it off the tee. Oh, he still does to this day, but he yeah. was absolutely the man back in the day. He was the man from age 14 on. But, but now – you got my son down here, and he's up here. Sure, he's a big boy. Yeah. Still is a big boy. Yeah. All right, so you also you won the players' four ball that we do in the fall with Frank Ford in 92. Yeah. And then with Liebler in 98 and 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and Liebler won the Carolinas four ball in 1998. This is the one you mentioned we played four different sets of clubs. Yeah. Um. Wait a minute, sets of irons, not four different sets, sets of, of irons. Clubs. Excuse me. I excuse kept me, the same irons. Butter. And then I, I think the coolest one is, and I, you might agree, you won the 1998 father-son with your boy Jay. Yeah. Out there, Wildwood. Yeah. That's that's a hard event, too, because that's an alternate shot. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to tell you my, what I feel like one of my best achievements is. I played in the U.S. Amateur in 2003, 2004, 2005 at age 48, 49, and 50. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. I, pl- I played Oakland Hills my first year in Michigan. What a great place. Yeah. Then the next year, I played Oakmont. Ooh. Now, that was an experience. And then we played Wingfoot the last year. Wow. Three years in a row at that age is pretty good. How many USG events have you played in? Do you know? Twelve. Twelve. Yes. Three, four USAMs? I think five USAMs. Okay. I played in the mid-amateur two or three times. I played in the senior amateur a couple times. Um and the first one, like I told you, was at the country club. That was an experience when you haven't played competitively in a while. Yeah. And you step on what I call bent greens that are just like a table. Yeah. The first putt you hit from about five feet, you knock it eight feet by. <laughs> so that was really an experience there. They, uh, Your amateur golf, you and I were talking earlier, you did some uh, you did some games out there at the old, what we call the old Sedgewood golf course back in the day really i was too young to do some games but believe me i remember being out there and they had told me that well you won't believe who played here and that's but where all the old school guys I and mean, that's all Leon the big names. Crump, who was a renowned gambler yep played out there with some big money games bobby howard was the pro malcolm jones was the assistant pro but this leon crump in later years when i was on the mini tours i played with him and he shot 79-80 when I was playing with him. And I said, Leon, when we got done, I said, let me ask you something. I said, you were the man. <laughs> well, you know, you, and, and you just, you're not playing well now. I asked him, I said, well, what's going on? He says, well, Gus, let me tell you this. When you're paying, playing for $10,000 or $20,000 back in the 60s and 70s, you play good or either you starve. He was playing the mini tours. He's putting up three hundred dollars per uh, tournament, and it just didn't turn him on. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, 
I mean, I heard stories from those guys back in the day. They'd roll up and, and pop the trunk, and there'd be just wads of cash. And Absolutely. There's just no, going around playing different games. Yes, sir. That's crazy. <clears throat> and it was tax-free. <laughs> All right. Do you ever do the Northwoods dogfight? Uh, I did for a while when I played, but I didn't. I, I did play in it, but uh, I enjoyed playing out there because there was a time, a couple years when when I wasn't playing at Spring Valley. Yeah. That that I played out there. Greg Greg uh, was nice enough to let me play with those guys. Yeah. Any good matches there? Because you can. You... I, yeah, you can. But it, but you know when you're paying for ten thousand dollars, that's a different ball game than right. playing for four or five hundred dollars. Right. Right. And this, I mean. They had big time players that would come into Sedgewood. Yep. That that you know, uh, and they would play for some real cash. When you see the carts following them around that group, <laughs> and they were making bets on the side, right, of what they were going to do. Now that goes on in a lot of places, you know. Yeah. But but not to that magnitude. Like ten thousand dollars back then, twenty thousand dollars. That was a lot of money. That's why I'm gonna say Northwoods is is close or Mid Carolina is. is you know, back when Tommy Ganey and Harry the Hat were running around, uh, yeah. is the closest I've heard of anything nowadays. Yeah, but but I mean, these people were traveling in, yeah, and they'd all have nicknames. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you know, like, and, and there's still one alive that I'm not going to tell you what his nickname was, uh-huh. but until I, when I was out at Northwoods, probably about a year and a half ago, he was still playing in the game at Northwoods. Really? Yeah, and he's got to be seventy. I Seventy-five. I guess that's so. great. Yeah. Speaking of Northwoods, because this event that Alan you 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 host and, and conduct for a lot of years. How many years now have you done that city championship? I don't know. It's been it's been a run, tennis, though, right? Ten, ten. You got four victories there that I count if I'm counting right. Yeah. And then you got three in the senior division. Right. So you dominated the city at amateur for. I wouldn't say that. I would say I played very, very well. You know, Liebler is the one that dominated. That. Well, I just sit here looking. You're in between uh, just a quick count from 2010 backwards. One, two, three, four, five. Hey, let me, let me six, say this before seven, we go eight, any nine, further. Eleven Liebers. <laughs> Allen has done a hell of a job for the city of Columbia, for all the golfers in the city of Columbia. He, he deserves a tremendous pat on the back, as well as you have, too. Well, but I, I see Allen more than I do during that tournament, so – you know, well, he's, he just, it's his – when I show up, I'm just coming out and say no, hello. No, no, I'm talking about what you've done for golf uh, in general. Well, thank you. But, I mean, Alan uh-huh. is really, really – because let me tell you something. It is very difficult to manage 120 egos. Oh, there's no doubt. I'm with you, and thank you for those words, Gus. Okay. I appreciate it. And I will and, say – And, you know, hats off to Bobby Foster for sure. reviving it and keeping it going all these years and stuff like that. Well, I'm going to tell a quick story on that. So my first year getting involved, Bobby sends me the rule sheet. Oh, gosh. And I look, and, and what I try to do is make that tournament like an SCGA tournament. That uh, brought what I learned here to there. But the first rule said – as long you're not late to the tee, as long as your first, as long as your group hadn't left the green yet, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, 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 no. We, whoa. I said, if we're changing that rule, what else are we changing? We gotta nip it in the bud. That's great. Well, yeah. you have done a good job. I was, you, I was out there with you. It's uh, Spring Valley this past July. It was nice and hot. And Biff usually brings the rain, but he didn't this year. Thank goodness. I always have to look at the rain. He brings the rain to a lot of events. Let's yeah. talk about rain delays. <laughs> yeah. What's the toughest rain delay you ever been in? That three days that I played in the state junior in Anderson, South Carolina, it was like a damn hurt, excuse my language, was going through. 
then we can the day. There's not much there in Anderson now. No, sir. There <laughs> My was sister lives there. Lives I can say that. Nothing in Anderson, okay? <laughs> we are doing the Jackie Siegel Jr. up in Anderson here pretty soon. This weekend. Yeah, this is actually this weekend. Yeah. Where, is that, where is that at? Cobbs win. Okay. It's turned into a, it's a great championship. Matt Harmon started it, and uh, it's done, obviously, for Jackie Siegel, and, and, and all the proceeds go to his scholarship fund that we created for him. So it's, uh, right. It, Have you ever been event. wronged on a ruling that you feel? And it might have been half. We can talk about it. Don't bring me into this. You're eyeballing me right now. I don't no, think, I'm not. Okay. I don't think no. Biff's ever done anything I, I, to it's you. It's probably an age thing, but I don't recall. Okay. All right. There's not uh, one No, I, I got, sticks out. you know, hey, listen, that rules thing's a tough deal. Yeah. It's not fun. No. It, it, it's uh, it's really tough. I, You know, and I admire the people that, because when I was on the board, I'd have to <clears throat> ride around and you know, go around and monitor, monitor play and stuff like that. That's not an easy thing to do. And, yeah. and especially then, because Hap had them, and the, Gus always reminds me of this, Hap had them wearing the old full cotton Pickering shirts. Pickering back shirts. Yeah. They yeah. were yeah. so hot, it was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, it, that that's really hard. I, I, have, I have been wronged on a rural situation. I, it just popped in my head. And Let's it was it. at Chanticleer. Okay. And... I drove it into the creek, and I go down there, and there's a ball in the creek. And I say, I, the guys we're playing with, uh, I think this is my ball, and they agree that's it. Well, here comes this rules official hauling ass across the fairway. Do you, did you see it go into the creek? I said, no, sir, but we agree that it's over here in the creek. <clears throat> You're going to have to go back to the tee. So you find this hard to believe. I was hot. <laughs> so I go back to the tee, and I'm hitting my shot, and I hit it out there in the fairway on the eighth hole. And I'm going down the fairway, and I see this rules official. He's got a, he's got a ball retriever with him. Mm. And he pulls the ball out, and it was my ball. Uh. So you talking about hot. Yeah. I was really hot. <laughs> but that's the only thing that I remember. Man, was that in the... And by the way, can I say something about Hap Lathrop? Yeah. Hap started this association. He was this association. Biff's done a fabulous job. But Hap's the man as far as I'm concerned because yeah. he he really got this thing. I remember when Bob Causey was running everything. And he was running things when I won the state amateur. Bob Causey was? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and he did a good job too. But... Uh, I appreciate what Hap Lathrop is doing. Do you know until like I think it was the early eighties, eighty one, eighty two, that the state amateur was flighted back That's in what the I was day. Gonna yes, ask. Absolutely. So when you say you won the state am, you won the top flight. Yeah, <laughs> of course I did. I, I didn't know if you were a flight, flight winner. C. You thought I was down in championship C and I played real well the last two rounds? No, that's not the case. Uh, that's <laughs> but awesome. it was seven or eight flights. Yeah, a lot of people, too many people to play in it. I mean, oh, I remember hearing yeah. horror stories about that. Thing. Absolutely. That's funny. I do hear and I enjoy hearing that. And that's good. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, and and kudos to Hap. Hap did. He was very instrumental in building this whole well, I'm organization. I'm sure Biff can tell you some stories of the early days when when he was young. Child labor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that. Oh yeah. That Hap was the only one. Yeah. 
It wasn't a nice, beautiful building like this. It was right. Hap in his trunk. It was Hap in his trunk, and, and my mother was and your my, mother, my mother was around correct. doing the scoreboard and typing. She did and the scoreboards and all that, right? As, as a full-time teacher, too. Yeah. And, then, and then he hauled me around as, as child labor and, and Gatorade boy and whatever else he made me do. Right. Um, speaking of family, you, Jay, we already mentioned you wanted to father son with Jay back in the day, and you got a daughter named Whitney, mm-hmm. uh, two beautiful grandbabies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in Arkansas. They're in, Whitney and her husband are in Arkansas. He, yeah. And you said yeah. he, he's a director of golf. Whitney's he's husband? a. They dated. Uh, he's a little bit older than her. Okay. She was in college. They met each other because he was the golf pro at assistant pro at this club that he's at. And the club he's at still at hosts that Walmart LPGA event every year. Uh, but when she was dating and then she told me she was probably going to get married to DJ, I said, now, understand this. He's a golf professional. He works a lot of hours. And I know you, and he's probably not going to make enough money for you. <laughs> but that has not turned out to be the case at all. Well, good. Yes, yes. They're still happily married. Yes. Yeah. They're in uh, what's called Rogers, which is right next to Bentonville where Walmart was founded. Yeah. And it's it's a great place. It's fantastic. And Jay's in Charlotte? Yes. He's well, a State Farm agent in Indian Land. Oh, good for him. Yeah. He's nice. been a State Farm agent 10 years now. He told me that the other day when he came to the Ryder Cup for me to watch. He and I watch it together and all the major championships. Wait a minute. Now, y'all, he came over there and y'all got up at 2 o'clock in the morning? No, 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 no. He drove down from Charlotte and we watched the Ryder Cup for three days. Gotcha. And we spend time together playing golf and all that. And I appreciate him doing that. He still plays a little bit. Oh, Yes. A lot. A lot. Where, where is he playing his golf up there? Raintree. Okay. And he still tries to qualify. He's technically a resident of Charlotte now, and he tries to qualify for the CGA events and stuff like that. So Yeah. He and played he, at Coastal Carolina, right? He played there with Dustin. He was there with Dustin? Yes. Any good stories there? Um, yeah, there are a lot of good stories. <laughs> Just pick, pick one. Just pick okay, one. Okay, this is the first day that Dustin got there, okay? Now – I knew Dustin. Jay knew Dustin from being in Columbia. But Jay told me the story that back then, the coach, Alan Terrell, had a big bucket of balls, one of these plastic trash cans out. And the players would come out there, and they'd practice all day long or all afternoon long. Well, Dustin shows up, and he said, what is that? And Jay and them said, well, that's the balls we're going to hit this afternoon. He said, well, y'all might hit those balls, but I ain't hitting those balls. So he hit his 20 or 30 balls, and he went and played. But this is another good story about Dustin. This is during qualifying. The coach is steaming at the team because the way they've been playing. He says, i tell you what you guys are going to do. And it was about 45 degrees, 50 degrees. He said, you're going to play the back tees at TPC. Huh. And you can do nothing but hit irons off the tee. Ooh. Jay said the low round that day, beside Dustin, was 78. The rest of them shot 82, 83. You know what Dustin shot? 68. With irons on wow. With irons off the tee. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So let me ask you this. You've played a lot of golf. you played a lot of places. Well, you got any favorite golf courses, anything that just, you just really just, just love? Well, of course – there's so many in South Carolina, but really, I, I played Pebble Beach back in the early 90s yeah. when State Farm paid for a trip for me because I'd sold some insurance, and what an experience that was. 
Pebble Beach is one of the it's what I call heaven on earth. Sure. Uh, and then I played Pinehurst number two. That you can't get any better than that. Yeah. But I remember when I played Pinehurst that we played the Donald Ross Jr. I'd play there one day with my dad, and then we'd play the junior the next day. But the practice round back then was only $20. Oh, really? Yes. Times have changed. It really has. <laughs> it really has. Yeah. Uh, you can't get a golf cart for less than no. four, $50, I guarantee you, up there. You might not get a ball marker poker chip for $20 right. either. Absolutely yeah. not. From not there. there. Well, Gus, thank you, my man, for joining us. Well, I hope I haven't talked too much. I no. apologize. Hey, do we miss anything? Not anything yet. you want to tell us about? Because I, I, no. I know you've got an opinion on things, no. too. <laughs> huh? I don't like to really share my opinions. You know that. Yeah, I know that, Gus. <laughs> well, let me tell you what, man. I, I, I've been doing this a long time. You've been here as long as I've been doing it. And um, I always enjoy having you at our events. We're getting ready to go uh, this coming up week. We're going to be at Florence at the Super Senior. We'll see you playing in there. Can I tell you one story about Biff here? Love Robin it. Alley and I are about five. He probably doesn't even remember this. Five years ago, we're playing at the Partners over here at Spring Valley. My home course. Well, you know, I'm at the age where – if you play anything about over 6,200 yards, it's a long golf course for me. And we made the turn, and, of course, Robin and I were hot about how we couldn't play the golf course. I mean, we knew what we were getting into. We were getting into a regular <laughs> tournament. Yeah. But Biff said he looked at I, we, I was complaining or whatever. Biff looked at me. He says, this is not a senior event, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to throw it out there. But we're happy to have you. But yeah. Thank you for yeah. playing. Yeah, thanks for being here, but good luck. Well, yeah. Gus, let me tell you what, man. Thank you for everything. Thank you for what you've been a part of with the SCGA as a player, as a board member, as a, as a figurehead, uh, and coming out here and, and being a part of this with us for a long I've been time. very fortunate to have played in the South Carolina Golf Association. I really do appreciate it myself. Well, we've been happy to have you with us and look forward to more years and as you get into your super senior dominance and all this other good stuff. Legends. Legends, baby. <laughs> we got one more year to the legends. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gus, thank you. All right, thanks. Appreciate it.